A Hero's Monument The Lessons of a Father My dad, Lance Nielsen, turned 60 years old last month. I think it was about a year and a half ago, at the tail end of 2017, when dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. After I heard the official diagnosis, I stood in my kitchen and cried. My brother Logan and I have joked that 2017 was a banner year for the Nielsen family. Logan had a serious relationship come to an end, and he faced some of the darkest moments of his anxiety and depression. I was four years into some health problems, I got divorced, I moved, and I started shared custody of my children. Then, Dad got diagnosed with Parkinson's. After hearing Dad's official diagnosis, it all kind of hit me. Through any challenge, I try to keep perspective. There were moments I felt a little sorry for myself, but those times were usually fleeting. I would remind myself of all the good things I had in my life, and I'd acknowledge there was no reason I should be spared challenges. For the most part, I try to face each situation as it comes, even embrace challenges as opportunities for growth. But my dad's diagnosis seemed an all-too-cruel reality. In that instant, I was mad at the universe. I suppose it was the final swing of the hammer that finally cracks the stone. But I thought, really? This is what life has to offer? This is what life gives a man who sacrificed everything for his wife and three sons? In a simple and childish way, it all just seemed unfair that a man could do everything right, and in his twilight, at a time when he should be thinking about retirement and reaping the rewards of a lifetime of work, he would be stricken with a challenging disease. That was my initial reaction, because my dad's my hero and his diagnosis felt like the death of Superman. I wanted something more for him, a parade or a statue or something. There probably should be statues of men like my dad, fathers who give everything to their families. But I don't imagine I'm bound to see an eight-foot bronze, bronze sculpture of Lance Nielsen standing triumphantly in his work blues 1978-era mustache gleaming in the sun. That's all for the best, I suppose. I don't think Pops would really be excited about having a statue anyway. Dad's always been more substance than show. And his legacy couldn't be captured in a monument anyway. At least not the kind carved of marble or clay. No, my dad's monument, his legacy, is and forever will be the character he has always modeled for his three sons. The lessons he taught without uttering a word. Things like dedication, work, sacrifice, and selflessness. I believe I've mentioned it before, but I remember a time when my brothers and I were all in sports. We'd be up in the high school weight room by 6 in the morning all year. And Dad once remarked how he couldn't imagine being that dedicated to something. I thought that was a funny thing for him, of all people, to say. My dad wasn't an athlete, but he's as dedicated as they come. 
Some of my earliest memories are of my dad coming home on Friday nights. Pops was an auto mechanic the first couple years of my life. Then he started doing factory maintenance work. Dad worked second shift at a factory that manufactured batteries for a good portion of my youth. Mom worked days and Dad worked nights back then, so someone could always be home with the kids. Of course, during the school year, that meant we didn't see much of Dad during the week. On Friday nights, though, Dad would come home early. I think his shift normally went from 2 o'clock to 10 or something like that. But if he put an extra time Monday through Thursday, he'd get off early on Friday. I want to say around 7. He'd come home. Eventually, Mom and my younger brothers would go to bed. Then the two of us would just hang out. We'd watch monster trucks or rodeo or whatever was on basic cable circa the late 80s and early 90s. Or I'd pop in a VHS while Dad dozed on the couch. Did my first all-nighter watching one of those tapes with three or four movies dubbed onto it while Dad slept on the couch. I certainly enjoyed those experiences in that moment. But as I look upon those memories through the lens of time, I think that's where I first started learning the sort of dedication my dad marveled at when my brothers and I would head to the weight room. I can now look back at that commitment both of my parents made by working separate, separate shifts in order to always have someone around for us. And I can more deeply appreciate the fact that my father didn't leave his blue-collar job on Friday night to go have a beer with his buddies. He came home and sat on the couch with his son. Dad was dedicated, and he showed me that when a person's committed to something, he has to work at it. If my dad is anything, he's work. The man rebuilt or remodeled about everything we've ever owned. Our family tends to buy salvaged vehicles and fixer-upper homes. My folks bought what they could afford, and Dad made it work. I just grew up around it. I recall Dad working on vehicles while I fiddled around next to him with my plastic tools or sat in the garage building robots out of miscellanea in his toolbox junk drawer. Dad remodeled our first home while I was still too young to be much help, although I remember trying. Then when I was 11, we moved to a new house out in the country. By new, I mean the house was new to us. In reality, it was a hundred-year-old farmhouse that was in pretty rough shape when we bought it. We stayed in a camper in the yard while we worked on the place. A few years after that, I remember being upset when I wanted to go out with my friends, but I had to stay at home to help Dad with the addition he was putting on our house. That was around the time I turned 16, and Pops came home with two jobs lined up for me. He said I could either go work construction or be a farmhand. Those were the only two choices. I picked construction and spent the summer lifting and running for football, doing construction all day, and playing baseball at night. That wasn't always a lot of fun, but I'm sure thankful for it. Dad always understood hard work can take a man where he wants to go. I imagine he wanted me to understand that too. Luckily, I got to see it firsthand almost every day. 
I also got to see the sacrifices my parents made for our family. I already mentioned mom and dad working separate shifts when I was young. A little later on, I remember dad working three jobs. My family has always existed in that band of blue-collar middle class where money gets tight. During one particularly lean patch, dad worked his regular factory maintenance job, worked on cars after work, and loaded boxes at a warehouse on the weekend. Dad did all that, and I don't remember him missing a game either. There were days the old man just didn't sleep. That's sacrifice, and I learned pretty early on that success in any endeavor is sacrifice. There's always a price to pay, and the man paid it every day. I didn't think about those things much when I was young. I suppose most kids don't. Children only know the world as it is presented to them. Dad just always did those things. It's who he was and who he is. It's not until later we start to ponder how, how and why people do the things they do. When I think of all the things Pops has done for our family, I think it boils down to the simple fact that Dad's just selfless when it comes to his family. That's a term that gets thrown out sometimes, but it's a very difficult trait to actually live, to put others well beyond ourselves. That's what Dad did, though. He used to ride motorcycles and take jeeps on off-road rallies, but he gave that up after having kids. Now he'll walk around in the same pair of shoes for years. If he's not wearing his work blues, he's probably in the one t-shirt he buys every year at the Back to the 50s car show in Minnesota. Dad never worked for himself. He was never looking for attention, and he doesn't put on airs. He did everything for us, sacrificed everything for us. If that's not worthy of a tribute, I don't know what is. But that's also why a big bronze statue of my father just wouldn't do. It's not him, and it's not the monument he deserves. I don't want any of this to sound like some sort of memorial either. Pop still has a lot of miles left in him. His Parkinson's is pretty well controlled with medication right now, and he still works harder than most. I don't mean for all of this to seem too dire either. Dad's actually one of the funniest people I know, and his reaction to something like a Parkinson's diagnosis usually isn't much more than a shrug. He's not much for gifts or fanfare or heavy-handed words. That goes back to that selfless thing. But it also raises a question as to how a person might honor someone like my father. I suppose there's only one way to really honor such a man. Try to live out the traits he has modeled. Carry on his legacy of dedication and work, sacrifice and selflessness the best I can. That's the real hero's monument. Happy Father's Day. Thank you.